0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool. Step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and the terror.
0: Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always price. Welcome, welcome to, to the greatest show and welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is talking terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcoming you into this episode where tonight we're taking the high road to fashion with the demonic demon film pick of the week, Black from Elza Cuppert, and at just this year on Sugar. So this is about as recent as we can possibly get, but the Zahar release uh, that we're going to be talking about later on in the show. But first, I'm joined by the bald and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Cave.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Who's got my pair of skids?
0: Mmm, get those super shippers on that ass. Yes, indeed. And we're also joined by... No, not King Kong, but the other monkey that is on the show, the mad monkey, the Prince of Morse saying, Yes, yes, funky with it. Yes, keep
2: it a funky, keep it a fresh when I'm wearing my super shapers. That is right, this is the Bad Monkey, broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we, the Talking Terror crew, bring you the best damn horror podcast there is in all of the motherfucking land. So make sure you listen on Spotify, make sure you listen on iTunes, make sure you listen on Blog Talk, just listen wherever the fuck you
3: get your fucking podcast, because we will fucking be there. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs>
1: Hi, monkey.
0: Hi, dude. Of <laughs> course, last but not least, the Walter Concrete of the horror news world. Very stupid,
3: very opinionated.
0: Put him on the.
3: Yes. Good evening. Tonight, tonight we seek justice on all counts, uh, and justice will be served. It will be form-fitting justice this evening on our. it mm. It'll be in gray. Form-fitting justice for every gender and every shape and size. Form-fitting justice will be served. Tonight I'm talking terror.
1: No, it's blue. That? It's not gray. Oh, I it was
0: gray. I saw what you tried to do there, man.
3: But
0: not, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> That'll be the next cut. Justice League. justice is blue.
2: And then red, and then green, and then whatever <laughs> you decide. It's just amazing. Like. <laughs> like a bunch of fucking telecopies. <laughs> All so, superheroes In
3: While well, you bring up superheroes, there's something I wanted to say. And last week on this very program, uh, when I was talking about uh, superheroes and violence and the ghoul himself was talking about uh, video games that he has yet to play, uh, that he that he hasn't played yet. And we talked about how the ghoul had tried, and I said if he tried, there was something that I would do. So I'm here to to start off our evening by saying that uh, I have watched the first two episodes of The Boys, and I oh. am all in. What? <laughs> what a what an excellent show thus far! <laughs> That's awesome. Show.
1: Very nice, very nice. Yes, it was a, a lot of fun, and I can at least then say as well that I have, without anybody else knowing, I have held up my end of that bargain as well, and I have indeed played the Avengers game this week. I, uh, I started playing it yesterday, and uh, and yes, it is enjoyable, uh, a little repetitive but enjoyable
3: nonetheless cool and, and you already, and i we, we, definitely we, we did we did not collaborate on that plan whatsoever um i, <laughs> I had thrown I down the challenge the guys so yeah uh, there's been no talk of this uh no discussion uh the ghoul made his proclamation well, he made his proclamation that he didn't know when he was going to play those games, but I proclaimed, uh, you know, I was questioned about how I'd have never seen the boys. Uh, so I started watching yesterday. I watched the first two episodes yesterday and I plan to watch some more oh, later. Dude, that, that is so awesome, man. it a fun ride. Yeah. It, it, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. It, a, it, it really, really is. is like, man. What a, what a, what a super fun concept on so many different levels. It's, uh there's just so many different things to think about and so many different things going on it's it's really it's really fucking cool uh, and to be honest uh i had you know i when when the second season right there's a second season right just just yeah. so far mm-hmm. when yep. the second yeah. season came out uh i had just seen some chatter on social media where people were like oh uh, the boy season 2 is out the boy season 2 is out and i feel like that was the first time I had heard about it. Um, I hadn't heard about the, the the boys prior to that, and I I didn't even know of uh, what it was about until I looked for it on Amazon and saw like the little description, uh, you know, before you push play, where it was like in you know, in the world of superheroes, blah blah blah. You know, it's like oh, that sounds cool, but how how cool was it? It was fucking really cool. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really looking forward to getting back to to the episodes. Yeah, please avoid I, I don't looking up anything else and just watch the I Oh no, like, I, don't, didn't, don't, I, didn't, look, I didn't look up don't anything. Look into anything. No, okay. no, no, and I didn't. <laughs> the only thing I saw was like the brief description they give you on the Amazon page for it before you push play. Like I didn't see anything else but that. I haven't. I don't look stuff up about things until I finish watching. So uh, I don't plan on bringing in any other information, uh, you know, other than those two or three sentences that are on the Amazon homepage for the for the show. So, um, so so,
2: how jacked up did
3: you think the end of episode one was, man? <laughs> uh, the end of episode one, but even like th- when the way things get in motion for uh, for episode one with, with A-Train uh, killing homeboy's <laughs> girlfriend, like, that was like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> like, you know, like, I wish I could see that again for the first time, you know? It just startled me so... <laughs> Uh, and, and what a fantastic moment. I, 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 it's one of those that sure, I'll watch it again, but it will never have that just kind of shock no. of, of the first time, <laughs> you know, and then he looks down, he's like holding her fucking hands and like the wrists are flopping <laughs> and you know, like it was just great, just great, uh, great stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: I had no idea what to expect when I first watched it either. So, like, you know, I'm rolling with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is,
3: this is just the
1: world that they're in. And then, yes, I, I agree 100%. That's one of those moments where, you know, it's the first time you see it, you're like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, there's, there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty of those moments throughout your experience with this show. I will give you that.
3: <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Again,
2: mm-hmm. there's
3: again. There's I, I'm. I've only watched the first two, so uh, let's not, um, you know, get I ahead of enough ourselves. Enough. Just
2: yet. <laughs> we say nothing. We
0: say nothing. <laughs> With an American accent, it still blows my mind that you
2: could do an American accent pretty well. Yeah. All right. Now, before we get into this stuff, because I just watched the trailer and stuff like that, too. Uh, but before, I, I want to sit there and bring up that. Again, NECA News is back in horror news because <laughs> – The King put up a really uh, awesome article about some sweet new NECA figures coming out from American Werewolf in London. Yes, they are sculpted, all right, and they are just, they just look fucking sweet Um, where they're going to be doing the Nazi mutants from the dream sequence of an American Werewolf in London. And they just look so fucking tight. They really do.
0: (laughs) It's only, actually, which is the funny thing about it, it's only one. But those are interchangeable heads. So if they actually oh, line really? up for four for the heads on. Oh yeah, you could buy all four, but yeah, it all comes with all the heads. So you could just put on one head at a time, or buy four of them and you can make the whole lineup. Oh, uh, okay. Depends on how hardcore of a fan you are of American Werewolf for London, and how much of an investment you want to put into it. But yeah, I would just go for the one. But
2: that's just me. But
0: yeah, it's cool. I no, you we'll you,
2: you you know you want all four. <laughs> yeah I'm not that you're hard gonna get...
0: I'm going to get the wolf and I'm going to get one of the Nazi figures so yeah I'll get one of each but yeah, I'm not going to get all four just for the interchangeable head that big of yeah. one yeah
2: <laughs> yeah now uh, also Dean you wanted me to so specifically me to check
3: out the last firefighter thing right well, that was, it wasn't it. was directed specifically at you. I know that you are a fan, uh, but, you know, yes, just I, cause I was going to just mention it, uh, you know, both that and the other trailer that I had mentioned. So I was just wanting to know if anybody had seen those things, uh, if it was worth having a, you know, a brief uh, brief uh, mention. That's all. Well, fuck well, yes,
2: man. Yeah. Anything that's involved in The Last Starfighter is worth mentioning. You know, even if it's just, you know, <clears throat> Concept art and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, because the king had put a link on the Talking Terror Facebook page for you know the sizzle reel of the last Star Fighters. All right, so ending with an S. All right, so we're and I'm just super fucking stoked that they that there's even a glimmer of a uh, hope, a chance, I hope that they're possibly going to continue this thing, just because when the king and I met, <coughs> you know, excuse me. Lance, at the Harcon. it's like, I I kept, like, one of the few things I finally did get out after the king finally poked me in the back going, fucking, you know, (laughs) was me hoping that they would keep it going and I had the idea of him being in there and being the one who trains the future fighter pilots. And, you know, he was like, yeah, it just seems like it's been stuck in litigation hell forever. You know, I I hate to, you know, bust your bubble, man, but it's something that's probably never, ever going to happen. So that's why I was just super excited to see that there's just a glimmer of hope of
3: possibly maybe something happening. You've been recruited by the Star League. (laughs) Hello, Starfighter. Something to yeah, give you guys to uh... <laughs> still haven't seen. Him, so. so you know, ah, uh, you know, I, yeah. I I just absolutely love the last Starfighter so very much. So um, it's been uh, it's been a g- it's been a eons since I've seen it. Uh, going back to like the world of uh like d v d at like peak d v d time, you know when I was buying stuff like that uh there wasn't even a release of that film for quite some time uh, It's one that I've seen a thousand times. it was on steady rotation in premium cable channels for a long long time and oh yeah i just I just love it, you know, and some people are like, oh, it's a rip off of this or it's a rip off of that or like the you know some of the effects are cheesy or whatever, but like I don't know, it was just so cool. Like kids playing a fucking video game and it becomes yeah. fucking real. Like like who hasn't even been thinking that kind of thoughts when you're a little kid playing fucking Nintendo Entertainment System or Atari in your house, um, you know? And and it's been it's been that and that was it. You know, there was this one movie and you know it, it gets wrapped up at the end kind of in a little bow and and that was that. And yes, there's been like flips and talks of you know, possible sequel over the years, but nothing that ever seemed to gain any serious traction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to to see this, uh, this concept art and whatnot, uh, you know, I thought was pretty interesting. If there's a team truly working on trying to get this thing off the ground, you know, like, like, I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, they bring mm-hmm. back, bring back everything else in some form or another. Um, you know, uh, there is there, is there more story to be told in the world of the Last Starfighter? Uh I don't know, but like the Last Starfighter was to me super entertaining. There was like unique looking fucking characters, like all of the actors they had for the different roles, like like play those roles with like great like gusto and uh, you know, it was a it was a cool cool story. So if there were a way for them to uh, plus it had Catherine, Catherine Mary Stewart in it, so um, if there was a way for uh this to somehow like see the light of day in some formation if, if that means it's a direct sequel or whatever like i I'd, I'd be interested to see what kind of direction ultimately they would choose to go with it before that uh, and that might color my level of excitement but um you know i would be into seeing what might come of of the last one later cool have you seen this one is this one you know i know king king you have not seen it but cool you've seen it i've
1: i've yeah i definitely seen it um it was one of those that
3: All right, so, like, as a kid,
1: I didn't see it, like, at the age when it first released. I remember seeing the trailers for it. I remember seeing it in the video store and being like, oh, yeah, I want to see it, but, like, not getting around to, like, finally renting it until maybe I was in my, maybe when I was in my early teens. I want to say maybe, like, anywhere between 12 and 14, somewhere in there. Um... Being a big science fiction and Star Wars fan and, you know, Dune and all that stuff, I enjoyed the concept of the film more than I enjoyed the film itself. And I think that had to do with my age. I think, you know, if, like, I caught this when it first came out, I probably would have been more like, oh, this is the best, fucking best thing I've ever seen. I can't wait to fucking get my Starfighter. I'm going to play this video game till I'm dead. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so yeah, I if a sequel was to come out I would definitely obviously check it out. It's you know, it's within my zeitgeist, so I, I, I would want to see it. It's just not one that I'm
3: my, I'm not my my zeitgeist. Into it. My yeah. zeitgeist, indeed.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> zeitgeist. I, it, it's a, I would like it, to I would it, like to it, visit uh the yeah. original Last Star, the only Last Starfighter, but like I said, it's it's, it could be, it could easily be, you know, without question, it could be easily thirty years since I've seen it. That movie is approaching forty years old. Um, Wow, you know, I might not have seen it since I'm like fourteen. You know, like I'm gonna be forty-five this summer. Uh, I might not have seen it in, in that length of time. Maybe maybe a blip here and there, but I don't know the last time I saw that film from start to finish. I think it might be fun well, to I'll take make, a look at that again.
1: I'll make you a deal, man. Let me know when you want to watch it, and maybe we can try to time it up so we can watch it together.
3: Okay. Is that shit? Can, well, you, see, do, can you check? Up? Do, I'm going to do, 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 hey do a quick uh I'm going to do a quick search of okay. all of the streamings and see if it happens to be anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, well, well, couldn't you do a a, a watch party on Facebook with it? I'm sure you well, did. you have to have a oh, place no. to play it from first, right? There needs to be a source yeah. to play the film before you do oh, a I'm watch party. Yeah, oh, okay, but yeah, I could go on and on about the Last
2: Starfighter and you know what they went into computer-wise to actually build this movie, you know effects wise and graphics wise and all that kind of stuff. But it's like I, I think you pretty much nailed it all Dean. Um and and the other reason I really, really enjoyed it is because it definitely had that eighties Spielberg E. T. feel to it as well. Just, you know, like like you know, like the Goonies, like Monster Squad, you know, all that kind of stuff. It definitely
3: fell into yeah. that feeling for me. Absolutely I mean it's like To me, like, that film is inside, like, if you held all of those movies inside, like, a giant bag, like, that movie is certainly in that bag, without question. Yeah. For me. Um, You know, other people might disagree, but, you know, when I consider that time period and all of the great films that I was seeing as a kid, all of the films that were instrumental in my development as a lover of movies, uh, that one certainly played a role. Uh, and would certainly, certainly hold the place there. I, I couldn't agree more on that one.
2: Yeah, and then, you know, uh, along those same, uh, <laughs> you know, cheesy sci-fi l- lines, another movie that I really like from around the same time that's always forgotten is that the Dennis Quaid movie, uh, Enemy Mine.
3: <laughs> Enemy Mine, probably. <Yeah>, <laughs> that does Enemy does mine. Good movie yeah. is yeah. fantastic. Deuces Lewis Gossett Jr., Totally. Yeah, man. But that's from that kind of that's from like that same era. That's from that same era. Yeah. In that kind of mid mm-hmm. to late 80s where there was a bunch of like sci fi type stuff that was like enemy Mine. I'm going to say wasn't like I don't think of less Starfighters straight up as a as a kid's movie per se. But certainly that was like a kid's audience that found it uh, where I feel enemy Mine is like a little bit more of a mature movie. Uh, Than the left yeah, starfighter, but nonetheless, deep, some, some from deep that fucking
1: themes in that movie, man.
3: Yeah, from no, nonetheless, like that, like kind of eighty-two to like eighty-eight in that window was like a whole realm of like sci-fi movies across the board that are just just excellent it, for in meant for like for many different reasons. You know, that was like a prime time for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree, man. Okay, so.
2: That ends sci-fi news. What else have you got, Dean, on <laughs> your list of stuff to check out, bro? Well, you know,
0: that all... That'll... Hold on.
2: Huh? Before we get huh? into that, Ghoul
0: and I are going to interrupt this broadcast because we want to bring you a oh, spoiler-free boy. review of Guns vs. Khan. So oh. that's what I want to do. With Please. Even I, 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 I want man. Ow. So Yeah, so we watched it. I'm going to give it to the Ghoul first. We're going to keep it as spoiler-free as we can, but... What were your impressions of it, Gool? Listen, the movie released today, so
1: again, obviously, like like the king said, this has got to be as spoiler free as it can be. Um, plenty of people will be watching this over the weekend. Uh, what I would say, I have
3: not this, seen it yet.
1: It.
2: Just let you know now.
1: <laughs> All I'm going to say is watch it, and you know, like I always say with everything, make your own opinion. Uh, that being said, I enjoyed it, uh, and I think that a lot of other people will as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, we're getting Kiddens free. free um, I think that Adam Wingard did a great job uh, highlighting the fight, giving us what we wanted, uh, just a knockdown, drag drag-em-out Titan fight between the two, and just showing you the good stuff. Yeah, the humans are in there. Yeah, there's a storyline, but you don't a shit about that. You want to see them fight, and he does show it, and he shows it very well. So... Without a shadow of a doubt, please watch it. Those two hours fly by like it's an hour and fifteen minute movie. It's,
1: it's over, over before Zoga. you
0: fucking yeah. know it, which is the
1: the saddest part of the whole fucking movie, man. And it is. It's two hours of just okay. think Rocky. Think Rocky Four, okay? That, that, that's what you get, <laughs> man. Without the montages.
0: Yeah, without the montages, just the action that you want. Adam Wingard's like, you know what? You guys want these guys? I'm giving it to you, and I'm gonna light it the right way you could see what's going on so i'm going to give that to you so i was like all right hats off to you man because <laughs> you're making up for a lot of godzilla fights that i didn't get to see so it was just ah, perfection so much fun and,
3: just a popcorn and again, movie i, I get one. where
1: they were coming from with that kind of stuff a lot of that had to go back with some of the toho you know film styles and and trying to cover mm-hmm. up CG, CG graphics i mean you know we'll, we'll call it for <laughs> what it is um But, uh, yeah, I I do have to agree, man. Hats off to this guy. I really did not know, nor did I really think that he was the person to helm this, uh, coming from his background and his other projects. So I was kind of shocked when he was announced to be the director for this film. And, uh, yeah, again, I have to to say
0: he he really surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, because Adam Wingard, he's a mumblecore director. He did The Guest. And your next, and a couple of segments for VHS two. You know, he's very dialogue heavy and just kind of more suspense and thriller. So, for him to get the job and to deliver uh, what C- like cool, you have to do uh, CGI action
1: fest, man, like what? Full yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. It's complete just insanity that needs to be seen. There you go. Continue, fellas. Well, there you have it. Whatever you were going on with.
3: On uh, well, on, on, on <laughs> that as button, note, the, I'm, I'm shoot glad. as a
1: button. The cool approves. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah,
1: shoot
3: as a button. <laughs> in the in the world of, <laughs> of, of the, the great ape, uh, it, it seems just a, a few uh, short months from now on May eleventh, King Kong nineteen seventy six is going to be getting the Blu-ray treatment for the first time, or maybe not the first time, but uh, a special edition. Uh, one, it is going to feature two cuts of the film. It's going to feature the theatrical release which with a restored uh, original stereo track as well as the extended TV broadcast. And this special edition is also going to feature an interview uh, with effects guru Rick Baker. Uh so oh, if sweet. You, that is something that is of interest to you, uh May 11th King Kong 1976 is coming to the world of the Blu-ray. There there you go king, you can pick it up right after the, your birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to well, add that to my collection because I can with the 86 too. I forget about
1: that. I have never seen that movie. And yeah, I uh you know see. what? It's one that I just I, I love I've been more of a Godzilla fan than ever a King Kong fan, um, but
2: same <laughs> just,
1: uh, you know, I love the original King Kong. Um, you know, I've seen the Peter Jackson movie. I've seen that. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. other variations of Kong. For some reason, I just always avoided that particular one, and I I don't know why. I don't really have a reason for it. It's just anytime time I ever like saw it to watch it, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know, we're Found something
2: else. It's, I'm just you trying might, to figure out might. how did you grow. I'm trying to figure out how did you grow up on the '80s and not end up watching it because that was like one <laughs> of those movies that came on every year, just like Wizard of Oz, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah, <again, laughs> like, anytime it was on, I'd go out and play, or I'd profile I'd change the channel <laughs> and find something else
0: to watch. And that one was on and on HBO back.
2: Yeah, c- c- because The King and I were actually just having a big-ass long discussion about that movie last week when we were hanging out for wrestling. And, yes, yeah, seriously, dude, it's one of those movies that's like, you know, me, I'm a big G fan myself, but, I, like, yeah. the, 1976, the 1976 King Kong movie is, like, one of those must-have, you know, just for monster fans. It, it really is. I'll maybe watch oh, a the special
3: movie. edition. Yeah. Well, well. Bar- well then.
0: Heard wonderful things about that one. <laughs> yeah, He's in the King. The Kong, man. Not the G, man. No, the Kong, baby. He's got
1: to go out. Well. <laughs> I'm all about the G.
2: <laughs>
1: yep, sorry, can't
2: You just got to find it. Oh, You're like- all about
3: the G? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right now,
1: it is not a
2: myth. It does exist. Oh, no, no. So so, since we're talking about trailers and all that kind of stuff, did everyone get a chance to check out the Suicide Squad
3: trailer or no? No, but I do have something that I want to talk about with Suicide Squad, but go ahead. Suicide Squad? Uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Squad.
2: All right. Uh, no, if you haven't seen the trailer, then we're going to sit there and we will wait until you have seen it.
3: Um,
1: what do you got what do you to You haven't say any about... of the DC movies, man. Speak away.
3: <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> you're talking, I haven't. You're talking I haven't. Speak away. Don't, don't, don't hold back, monkey. Let it, let it fly. Rattle the cage, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's just, it was great to see John Cena in the trailer. I can't wait to see him in the fucking movie. Because I think he's going to be <laughs> funny you. as shit. What are you talking about?
3: could you couldn't see, me see him, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> the 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 only thing I think I I found like up, slightly upsetting about the trailer though was how they did King Shark, just because I got spoiled with how how they did him in Harley. You know, I you I, know I really know, like.
1: like it's just hand drawn animation. And it's also no, I'm talking about. Shark.
2: I, I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the 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 way the character was done, the way he's all witty and all that kind of stuff, and you know they they made him funny. While here they make him the big stupid guy,
0: voiced by Professor Stallone. That's why I liked it. Okay. I thought that was pretty. I mean, you know, it's Stallone as King Shark. What's
2: going on? Oh, so, okay, Uh, okay. so that's where Stallone comes in. Because I saw that, like, when they listed all the fucking credits on the the trailer, and at the very end it says Stallone. I was like, where the fuck is Stallone in this fucking movie? (laughs) King Shark. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where he is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But, you
1: know, the thing thing you got to remember, though, with, you know, the Harley Quinn series is, one, it's comedy. You know, so you're going to get different you know portrayals of said characters to begin with, and in that particular series, you know he's played off as like the, uh, you know I mean I don't know not to not to quote it as a, a racial stereotype, but he comes off as like the 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 flamboyant. Not quite sure if he's gay or straight black guy character. You know what I mean? Like maybe like a, a questionable yeah. Anthony Anderson is a, is a, an easy way to try to like like, put a picture behind it. Um,
2: metro so I like, think, is the word you're looking for. <laughs>
1: well, no, I think effeminate is the word that I'm looking for, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, well, Metro, whatever whatever they want to call it these days. I, I don't give a shit. Love who you want to love, man. I'm all for it. Um, but, you know, and do I love that portrayal of him? Of course I do. It fits that role for that character in that show. Um, I've also seen King Shark in the Flash television series, so I know he's
2: oh, yeah other yeah.
1: iterations, you know, so that's, I, I don't have a problem seeing him in any other way. What I, I hate to say what I'm about to say because I didn't... Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't dislike the trailer, okay? Don't get me wrong. I didn't dislike it. But and I it. know they're moving away from the whole idea of what the DCEU is and all this and that. But man, I know it's James Gunn and that fucking trailer felt like it was watching fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's not the Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad. You know, like, it was too... Like, it was too upbeat. It was too, like, I don't know, like, I want my characters to be villains. I want my characters to be Mm -hmm. Bad guys that silly. are doing this because you know what? They might Bad get their fucking some time shaved off, you know, that kind of deal. Uh I just it, it feels like they were just moving it too much towards the uh I don't know, the, the the fucking I was gonna call them the inseparables, but that's not what it's called. I always forget the name of the fucking show. The, losers. the name of the movie series. No, not the losers, oh, 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 oh it's yeah, the, the the, the
2: Lone series. Yeah. Uh, oh damn. the mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I yeah, the, got the, four the, the title that none of us can fucking
2: remember right now. James <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Sylvester Stallone, you know, Jet Lee. Li, like, I can yeah. hear a name for all the fucking characters. The Expendables, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Expendables, yeah. <laughs> 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 Mr. Genius. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so, like, again, like, I just, I don't know, and I, this is coming from somebody that didn't necessarily love the original Suicide Squad either. But that's because I felt like that movie just got, it got too overbloated with them trying to introduce the Joker in that film. If you eliminate the majority of that stuff, you know, you, re- you kind of have like a decent film in there. It's one that I go back to regularly. You know, do I go to sleep to it? Yeah, I, put it on, I go to bed. Um, yes, Dean, regularly. Um,
3: the ghoul is so, very regular.
2: I, I yeah, know. but I'm another. Very
3: b- yeah,
2: but yeah, but another major flaw the first Suicide Squad movie had is you introducing this super super mega powered bad bad guy, you know, and her brother, and we never fucking heard of him before, nor do we give a shit about them. It's like you know, that's another problem DC has with their movies is they aren't good with their bad guys. You know, they they just. When they bring in the one who's supposed to be the bad, bad one, you know, they're just not really good at nailing it.
1: I think it's just that, unfortunately, over the years, Marvel has developed a number of villains that have kind of bled over into pop culture. You don't see that as often with the DC villains, um, you know. I because think most they're so two D. Well, I think most people who would know, like Lex, who, who's Lex Luthor? Well, you know that's Superman's fucking, you know, nemesis. Why? Because of the movies, you know, because of the the TV show, that kind of deal. Um, you know, the the Super Friends and that. I think if you were to ask most people who's Batman's villains, I think Batman has the most colorful. Villains of the bunch and probably the most well-known between the penguin Joker stuff like that. But once you get past those those handful of mainstream villains, you're kind of left with like a fucking rogues gallery. No pun intended. of (laughs) faceless types of, of bad guys. So it's up to the film or, you know, the, the whoever's making these movies to kind of give us those those villains and really paint them out and make them into something that we really want to see these heroes or again in this case villains take down. Um, personally, I like the way they did that with Suicide Squad. I liked the whole Enchantress flip. You know when she's uh, June
3: Moon or whatever
1: her name is. Um, so it right. kind of makes her sympathetic because we know we want him. You get the girl at the end because you know she's kind of like an innocent involved with all of this. Even you know as she's getting taken over, I just felt like one of the big problems in that movie was that Diablo was probably the coolest character in the fucking movie. You barely get any of the guy. You yeah, know? I forget his his the, the real life actor's name, but he was like unrecognizable in the role, which was even fucking cooler. I had no idea it was him. Uh, I won't say Freddie Rodriguez, but it's not Freddie Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> Yeah, definitely he's uh, not <laughs> from one of the Kirsten Dunst movies. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, okay. But, the, but like, you, you get him, and then you finally get him, like, unleashing at the end, and then that's it. He's gone. And
2: it was like, oh, well, that kind of sucked. I kind of wanted to
1: see him, like, have his own thing going on, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree, man. But, but again, we'll see how the Suicide Squad thing goes. You know, uh, again, like you said, man, it's just they just got to sit there and maybe tighten up their writing and figure – again, DC just needs to figure out where they want to go with their movies and, like Marvel did, make a fucking game plan. You know, be like, this is our plan. You know, we – you know, and plotted it out for years about what they want to do. It seems like DC is just always kind of juggling characters trying to catch up
1: their game plan at this point needs to be no connecting any of these movies like they need to step away from that they need to just focus on making individual films individual series that focus on the characters themselves and you know maybe build up a roster of villains so to speak but I think they work best when they don't try to interconnect any of this stuff. And like we're seeing now with all this, you know, all this Snyder outcry and everything. Like I rewatched the Snyder cut again and I watched some of the black and white version, but you know what, again, it's the same fucking movie, just in black and white. Uh, they didn't add anything to it. It doesn't and, and change four, anything three. about it. <laughs> in four, three. Yes. Um, so, so whatever <laughs> with that, uh, I didn't watch the whole film. I, And you know, I literally just fast forwarded to the very end because there was some some ramblings around that there was like added Joker stuff in the black and white version, but that turned out to just be a rumor anyway. Um, Oh, okay. But yeah, I heard that. I guess there was also a bunch of fucking people getting on about the Godzilla vs Kong movie, who were all Snyder fans, you know? Because now, now that Snyder cut gets released. Now that these people get what they've wanted all this time, and they're all happy with it. They all, obviously, they are sucking the D of Snyder. They are loving everything about this movie. Uh,
2: And, again, I
1: I am a liker of the film. I think it needs major editing. I think you could probably cut about 45 minutes of that movie and have a really good definitive version of the Justice League movie. I'm not going to say it's a really good movie. I'm just going to say it's a really good version of the Justice League film. Um, but you know what? You got what you wanted. But no, now they want to try to fucking make the studio make more movies. We've got to continue the Snyderverse. But listen, the guy already came out. He already told everybody what he was planning to do. He revealed everything about all the plot points anyway. So once you know all of that, do you really want to see the fucking rest of the movies? I mean, come on, it's like almost how I feel about Game of Thrones at this point. Being that I know that he had some input on how Game of Thrones ended as far as the TV series went, I'm really at the point now where if that fat fuck ever gets the goddamn books out, I might not read them anyway, because you know what? Chances are they're going to end the same exact way and I'm still going to be disappointed.
2: Wait, he still hasn't put out the final book? Final book? He still hasn't put out the sixth book. (laughs) Final
1: book At no. some point There was supposed to be seven Then there were talks That there was supposed to be eight Give me a break He still hasn't even Fucking gotten us The next oh. book Since book five <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I don't mean to I don't mean to Body shame him You know It's just one of those Slips of the tongue
2: My bad Now it no, it's it's okay. You know, he he's a little rich fat fuck, you know. If he does, if he's upset by the fact that we're calling him a rich fat fuck, he can just there and go to the gym. He definitely has the fucking money. All right? <laughs> <laughs> No, well, listen, he's old, and he's set in his ways. I don't feel like being mean
1: not. about his body weight. His body weight isn't an expression of who he is as a person. It was very mean and inconsiderate of me, so I can, I can accept that and apologize for it. I still wish that bastard would. set and I You know what? I'm going to call him a bastard simply because it's one of the characters the in the books. I don't so know growth. if he's a bastard or not. All I'm <laughs> right? Look at me. I'm growing like a man. Uh, <laughs> put out the book, okay? This way, oh put it out the book, so I can read it, and then complain about it, and then complain about you not getting the next book out. Because honestly, at this point, the guy's going to die before he ever finishes the book series, which is then going to make the TV series the definitive ending to that damn book series.
2: And that's going to blow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving yeah. on, Dean, and, back to you with our news, <laughs> man.
3: <laughs> well, with all of those things, they're just – so many related strands to explore here, uh, such as like, like all of them about the Snyder cut. <laughs> Now, it's interesting, like the Snyder Cut, of course, because of its – I feel like it's become this – and I could be wrong, but it's my feeling that it's kind of become this cultural touchstone uh, with an element of that being because of its its absurd runtime. But, you know, it's been common practice – uh in the world at least in the in the in the main d v d era of studios milking their properties by releasing a movie on d v d and then you know eight months later releasing the movie again on d v d as the billed as the director's cut now uh this snyder cut of the justice League being a whole different thing uh now I was reading today that there's a growing groundswell uh, of people that want to see the, um, the director's cut, the uh, forgive me if I am saying his name Major, incorrectly, but no, 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 the, uh David Ayers, <laughs> Ayers, Ayers uh, suicide squad, Ayers. Uh, his uh, Ayers, they, there's a growing swell of, uh, noise of people that want to see, like, his intended cut, they're calling it, um, where Warner Brothers at this time has said that there is uh, no interest in releasing, uh, you know, Ayers' intended version. But is this going to become now, now that with Snyder's Justice League cut kind of opening the door, is this going to become another thing where, uh, you know, be, you know, bigger properties now uh, come back with, like, another version of a film uh, that they've previously put out and put more, like, marketing or more noise or energy behind it because, like, you know, like I said, it'd just be like, oh, here's this movie on DVD, and then, oh, here's the director's cut, and, like, maybe the director's cut was, like, you know, 12 minutes longer or had one scene taken out and, like, a longer scene put in. Uh, you know, not. I don't know. If, uh, forgive me. I don't know what the original running time of this league was, but you know, I'm going to assume two that hours. it wasn't three hours and two forty. Hours. So an additional two hours of material, uh, which is exactly. different than the standard kind of advertising ploy of the DVD. Here's the director's cut. So, uh, you know, is this going to be what we're going to see now, especially uh, with studios grappling with how to monetize content as theaters are still not operating operating at capacity, uh, will we see more of of this kind of expanded, like greatly expanded version of popular films? So it's a, I think it's just an interesting question to think about. Yeah, man. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Of not only do you have director's cut, and
2: you have the alternate director's cut, and then the alternate the alternate director's cut. You know. Who the fuck is the alternate?
3: <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs>
1: Who's the alternate director? Okay, so well, here here's my question with that then. Okay, so so here we want David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad. So then I question, what's the extended cut of Suicide Squad? Because I had, well, you know, when I bought it digitally, it came with both variations: I did, the theatrical I didn't see it, and the extended. I
3: didn't see it. I didn't see it written as extended. I saw it written as intended.
1: No, no, no. I know. I get what you're <laughs> saying. But that's the thing. What they put out already. For that film, are two cuts of the movie, with one cut having eleven extra minutes to it. Now I know that that's more along the lines of a typical "quote unquote" director's cut, um, because he is yeah. the theatrical version of the film, and then what they call the extended version of the film. Now I know they also did that with Batman vs Superman. Where you had the extended version of that movie, or the ultimate edition—sorry, that's what they call that one—the ultimate edition of
2: Batman,
1: and that that adds <laughs> an extra thirty or so minutes to the movie. Um, this seems to be the uh, the pattern with some of these DC films, anyway. So it's a, it's definitely a, a Warner thing as far as that goes. I guess they they like to limit the vision, but yes, yeah, I mean with the Snyder cut, I understand it because of what happened. With Snyder leaving the project, another director coming in, the version of the movie that that director puts out, you know, gets he basically gets handcuffed, told by the studio the movie can't be longer than two hours, plain and simple, and he was given a four-hour movie, you know, that was all jumbled and not finished, and told to finish it. Um, that the majority of. So I understand why the studio goes back at this point and says, well, hey, listen, we don't got anything else going on, so you know what, Snyder? Here, we can give you a little bit of extra money, do this, make the fans happy, make your four-hour cut of the fucking movie. <laughs> Get that. Understand that completely. But Suicide Squad already had its full film released. There was no issues with it other than a poor showing of a movie simply because you tried to jam the Jared Leto Joker down every throat. <laughs> so is, is, is that the idea? They're going to go back, and David Ayers is now turning around saying, well, that wasn't my intended version of Joker. That's what the studio told me. So I'm going to give you the real Joker? Don't give me a break, man. I, I'll tell, tell you exactly what I'm doing with my hand motion right now. It's called stroking my fucking invisible wiener, because that's horseshit. And if they try to pull that crap <laughs> out, give us – the, the Joker from the latest Snyder cut now all of a sudden plugged into the Suicide Squad movie. It's fucking horseshit because that is not what was intended. The Jared Leto version that we saw of Joker is what the intended version was. This version at the end of, uh, of Justice League is what Snyder's intention was for the character. Because, and he only did that because he wanted to finally film a scene with Batman and the Joker in his movie. And that's why you got that end sequence, so, and that's that, so yeah, did he give us something dark and fucking funny with the Joker? Yeah, he did, he gave us a fucking crazy, evil version of the Joker, and I'm all good with it, man, and I'd love to see Leto actually pull that off, but that wasn't what he did in Suicide Squad, that wasn't what they were trying to do with him in Suicide Squad, and oh, sorry, don't try to sit there and say it, otherwise, now they're fucking cash in a fucking buck, that's some bullshit. And I would hope the fans were smarter than that, but then again, when I see them all with this fucking Snyder shit, I realize they probably aren't.
3: Sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I got, I got feelings Man, on many this. words this evening. Uh, we everybody knows right. that he's a narcissist and has to dominate the conversation at all times. Uh, so thank you all for right. your patience.
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs> that was my, that whole show, was my whole
3: show. show. Right? Damn, my... the... damn, Dean. <laughs> These are his own words. Yeah. he has said this on this program at all. He says things like everybody knows I'm a narcissist. The whole world revolves around me. It's yeah. <laughs> <Well, laughs> true.
1: you all you
3: know see I've, I told you've i
1: realized i've I've created this universe, but
3: it's it's okay <laughs> <laughs> cool. are, are you going to create the alternate universe the, extended it's the universe okay listen
2: this is
1: the ghoul-a-verse.
3: <laughs> the ghoul-a-verse.
1: it's already it's already is this it's the theatrical universe. No,
2: this is the extended (laughs) Googleverse. This is the (laughs) GEU. This is (laughs) Google.
1: It's the GEU, yeah, something like that. The GEU.
3: At at the top of this evening's program, uh, you guys were talking about the Godzilla versus uh, Kong that's currently making its way uh, to people's eyes via. Uh, HBO Max in the theaters. Uh, And you guys were also talking about some of Adam Wingard's uh, work before uh, this film, but uh, he has a whole bunch of projects uh, that he's working on. First, it's been announced that he's going to be directing a live-action version uh, as a feature film of Thundercats. Uh, But before he gets to Thundercats, uh, one of the things that he... And this is more of an action movie than a than a horror movie, but the concept is a little bit into that kind of body horror type. Uh, such, uh, such and such, he's going to be directing a uh, a new version of the film, the John Wu Wilf- John Woo film from the nineties, Face Off, which starred John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Uh, that's his oh, next man. project. And now I've heard uh, he has people. said. Uh, So, whatever it is, he has said that, A, uh, he is looking to uh, make this, uh, yes, a sequel, um, a direct sequel to Face Off, uh, but he wants to make it as an experiment. Uh, He wants to make what he is calling a long-lost John Woo movie uh, that features the irresponsible violence and sincerity of the John Woo Hong Kong films. Uh, both Cage and Travolta in the media have expressed interest in returning in some capacity, uh, but at this point in time, no casting has taken place, uh, and the script is is still currently being written, uh, but apparently that is Adam Wingard's next project is going to be directing the sequel uh, to Face Off, so... Uh, it will be cool to see like what develops with that. Face-Off was such an interesting movie of its time, one of those times where John Woo tried to break through as an American director, uh, something he never had great success with. I know Face-Off was a hit, but uh, John Woo never really found sustained success as, as an American director. So here we have Adam Wingard, who wants to make his version of a John Woo film, something that appears to be a John Woo film. Uh, he, that's how he's approaching this project. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to see what happens there and we'll update our audience because I'm sure they're clamoring for this riveting information
2: I'm scared Yeah, but He's you're right John Woo was one of, one, of the, one of those <laughs> but John was one of those directors who never got his full appreciation I don't think you know <laughs> with his hard-boiled series and that that kind of stuff of just fucking badass gunfights all over the fucking place man they're just such fucking fun movies
0: throw a bunch of doves in the air you have a movie.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, wow. So it, is, it, That's... It,
1: it, had so, it had something to do with the time that it was released, too. You know what I mean? I just think at that point, audiences weren't quite ready for – like, okay, we're coming in the 90s here where our action films are films like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, stuff like that. You know, We're coming off of the 80s where we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. The idea of making action films where the pathos of the characters were still quite deep, yet balanced by – a level of violence that was just a little bit more than what we were accustomed to as American audiences. I just don't think that balanced right with us. I think today that would work very well. And it would probably, you know, end up being something highly regarded. Like I remember for me, my introduction to to John Woo was actually a movie called a better tomorrow. Um, And to boot, my introduction to John Woo was watching a better tomorrow while tripping my face off. Um, Oh. So what made the movie strange was this mix of violence and this, this tale of two brothers and betrayal and John Woo's weird fucking habit of like interjecting very emotional music in what normally isn't put in that kind of like action type of film, like, I don't know, I guess I'm used to American audience, like, theme music, like, what you get in, like, Lethal Weapon and shit like that, so, like, he would have these, like, all of a sudden, almost, like, operatic, like, musical, like, segments Mm -hmm. of the film, and it was just, like, again, like I said, I have a head full of fucking LSD at the time, too, so it was really, like, wow, man, look at, look how much Feeling this guy has for his brother you know he really loves him a lot man but I can't believe he's got to fucking kill him and <laughs> uh, all, all this kind of stuff man going on and that, that was my John Woo experience um, so yeah I just don't think American audiences could handle that at the time but we had a couple movies that they did you know look they obviously did it with Face Off um, and, uh, and yeah like you said Hard Boiled I guess had some success here
3: Hard Target with JCVD oh yeah mm-hmm <laughs> no, just I know I saw that one in the movie theater I was yeah, the idea
1: that, the idea that they're thinking of doing a Thundercats film is just horrifying, man. I would think they would have learned mm-hmm. after fucking the the cats debacle. You know, like I, I we, I'm still hoping they release a fucking asshole cut of that movie. You know, I want to see cats and assholes.
3: Um, I, I would I, <laughs> Maybe they did learn I, from that debacle and they're yeah. going to improve upon the concept.
1: Well, no, they better start movie.
3: the movie off. With they
2: better start the movie off with it. everybody butt naked, just like, just like they did in the cartoon. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> there's just no way they pull this off successfully. Not trying to stay true like and I love the Thundercats. I love it. It's just it's a concept oh, yeah, me too. that is just, you know, again like and I even like I don't know if you watched the uh the newer series that came out, I think it was like two thousand eleven or whatever it was. Um it was yeah. fantastic. Uh really, really good actually. Um a sh- a shame that it got cancelled too, but uh after one season. Uh I think it was one, maybe that too. I don't know. All I know is I just I, I did love the original cartoon. I just don't think it's something that they're going to successfully pull off, man. Because like, what do you do? Do you do the whole? Are they going to be actors in suits? Well, that's going to look weird. Are we going to do another combination of actors in suits with CGI? We just saw how weird that fucking looks. There's just no <laughs> way you do this and make it. It just there's no way to make it look cool, man. It just really isn't. I, I just no. can't see it. It would be hard like them trying to make He-Man fucking cool again. And that's not going to happen either. Not
2: theatrically, not like not live action. Nope. Yeah. Which is why Kevin Smith is still trying to go with his animated
3: uh newest version.
2: It's like, you know, th- that that that's still like, you know, floating in limbo because of COVID and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, <laughs> Kevin Smith is still working on his latest adaptation of the He-Man series. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I I think it's the only way to really do it. You know, I just uh <laughs> you know, sadly well not sadly. I mean to, for me anyway, I still think that the best rendition I've ever seen of, of, of He Man and Prince Adam was done by a uh a guy named Angelo Garcia and you can find it on YouTube. It's a uh it's a fun video to watch. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so what well, have you got Dean?
3: Did we lose him. Is the dean gone? No. no. Uh, the... So, uh, unbeknownst <laughs> to me, uh, because I have not seen all of the films in the series, uh, I was unaware that Adam Green did not direct all of the Hatchet films. Uh, I would have ass- I would have assumed, you know, with my uh, lack of knowledge about the greater hatchet-, hatchet world, that that was like an Adam Green thing and that he was the director of all of those. But I learned today that I was wrong, uh, that somebody named B.J. McDonald directed Hatchet 3. Uh, Mm -hmm. What I also learned when reading this news is that uh, B.J. McDonald, the director of Hatchet 3, is teaming up with a massively Massively. <laughs> <laughs> Massive he is teaming up with the massively, massively overrated <laughs> rock and BJ. roll band, the Foo Fighters, Kiss. for a top secret horror comedy film for Universal that is going to be padded with all-star cameos. Uh, and the premise of this film is that the band is going to be haunted during a recording session and uh, become possessed. Uh, so no title attached to this, but D.J. McDonald is going to be directing this Foo Fighters possession horror comedy, uh, which, again, is top secret, apparently. Uh, that's the rumor. Uh, it's not the rumor that the Foo Fighters are so massively overrated, in my opinion. Um, oh, I've I got another it, confession uh, If, that, if, if, if what's, what's that confession? I don't know. It's the way the song starts. <laughs> oh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Anything, you know whatever. So yeah, okay. uh, anyway, if that sounds like fun to you, uh, you should keep your you should keep an eye on on the happenings because apparently, uh, like it's not been officially confirmed, uh, but this comes from reliable sources in the world of bloody disgusting. So, uh, you know, you can you can maybe bank on this one uh, coming to pass sometime in the future.
0: Adam Green was too busy to do part three. He was working on the Holliston season two, but he was on set every day
2: dean loves.
0: Dean loves.
1: Loves. 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 Loves to make fun of the fucking Foo Fighters,
3: man. No, I really don't, and I don't, and I don't often or a lot. I just think they're massively overrated. Like, like uh, yeah. it just it 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 puzzles me sometimes, like how highly they're considered when, to me. It just sounds like just, just like kind of just generic elevator rock. Like it doesn't sound like there's anything special to it. And you know, there are people walking around that say the Foo Fighters are like the greatest rock band that ever lived. So, you know, maybe I'm missing something, but it's just. It, and maybe they came along at a time when I've moved on to listening to different kinds of stuff. But it's just, it's just not my yeah, thing. Yeah, like Nickelback, and as one though. What's that?
1: What you say? You know that you're a huge Nickelback fan, okay? It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
3: well, well, that's not the case either. And what's in, and it's I'm I'm glad you said that because because again, I wasn't when all of that stuff was coming out. Like I wasn't even listening to anything in that style of music. But what's interesting to me with that group is that that band was humongous for a, a short period. They sold legitimately. They sold millions upon millions of records. They were packing houses across it. the country. Uh, They were packing houses the size of, like, the PNC uh, Bank Arts Center all across the land. And, like, these days, you can't find one person uh, that would admit to being a fan of that group. Uh, Similarly... I'm not a fan of them, but I don't hate uh, their music like
1: other people, man. I don't get to hate. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's generic. But again,
3: I feel that's one of those. Rock. I don't even know if people. Is. I don't even know if people truly hate them. I think it's one of those societal things where they've become this joke. So now you have to say, "Oh, Nickelback, what a joke! That band sucks." But like the, those people might have like three Nickelback CDs in their fucking CD case and maybe went to three of <laughs> concerts. Know, I, but like I nobody admit <laughs> that today. I
1: mean, any you know, vaccine.
3: nobody will admit that, but if there was a time that they were huge, and now they're just a punchline, like to, to like jokes made by like late night talk show hosts. So um, it's just interesting, like how <laughs> uh, interesting how that happens sometimes. Interesting how that happens sometimes. I'll tell you what, though, with 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 Hootie and the Blowfish, you were you were there that night, right, Ghoul?
1: Dude, I was not only was I there. We were going to the fucking store and I told you that was him that walked by us and you were like, "No, that would have been him." <laughs> you know, the fucking, I don't know, like a half hour later they're like, "Oh, because they missed their plane because of the fucking snowstorm." Yeah. You it was know, a storm.
3: There's a, a rain fucking <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Yeah, any fucking yeah. Yes, yeah, so played, the bullseye. Like they played like four covers. No, they played a little all all they played
3: a little more than that, man. They played all classic rock songs. They played all classic rock songs. They played for about 30 minutes. They played for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm uh the ghoul and i were at this this club that we went to in the city all the time the wetlands and uh we went up there like every tuesday night it was like a regular jam for like a year and a half to two years and uh there was a massive rainstorm one night like thunder and lightning and monsooning and uh you know the flights like flights out of new york had gotten like postponed and canceled and were there and every tuesday night was grateful dead cover bands and yeah, the ghoul said, "Oh, that's the that's the fucking Darius Rucker walking by." And we're like, "What the fuck with Darius Rucker be do, doing walking by here?" And then we're fucking standing in the fucking the, the in the in the room watching the band and uh, like the set the set ends and when it would be like set break for a while, uh, like Pootie and the Blowfish walks up on stage uh, using the instruments of the the band that was playing and like ripped off of like a 30 minute set of like classic rock covers. Uh, specifically, I remember they played I Can't Explain by blue. the Who. Uh, Tangled Up in Blue. They played "I Can't Explain" by The Who, and they also played um, they played Midnight Hour. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it'll, it'll come to me that there was, but there was something else that they played also that I specifically remember. And I might even do some searching. I might even be able to find some like info about that. But it was such a cool night, and they were like, like they played like they played great, and then they like lingered around like in the room, like talking to people and shooting the shit. So like, while I was not a huge fan of them when they were like out doing their thing, like. Well, they were such they were such humans that night. When at that point in time they were like fucking superstars. So that was pretty cool. All right, yes, those indeed. kind of stories are, are cool.
1: Man, <laughs> Darius now does he uh, country music. So he found his yeah found the niche that he was looking for. Man, uh, supposedly. Pretty successful with it, so I don't know. He headwayed so, right into country that country
3: candy. world by dressing up like a cowboy and uh, doing a, a commercial for, for Burger King's country-themed bacon cheddar ranch sandwich. <laughs> After that, he was like, oh, I'm a country. He's like, I'm a country starter. <laughs> 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 I'm serious. Do you remember that? That was actually remember, a really yeah. good
0: commercial. Tender <laughs> Bacon Cheddar Ranch.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that fucking movie. <laughs>
3: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the king knows. <laughs> White bull. <and> <laughs> the king knows. I just missed the old I remember Donald's. seeing that, that commercial day, and be like, man. News. I remember seeing that commercial really and being like, Man, how fucking how things have changed. How how times how time's have gotten hard all of a sudden. <laughs> Who do you need's money, baby? <laughs>
2: Go to Burger King. <laughs> Uh, King, uh, King is a Closet Darius Rucker fan. <laughs>
0: I will, I will, when I'm drunk, I will put that on. I have no problem with that. I like that song. Even though it's a cover, it's a good one. It's delightful. <laughs> it's, it's, <a> <laughs> it's great. So.
1: Talking,
3: talking terror, not brought to you by Burlington. Just so you know, <laughs> not brought to you by <laughs> Or Not at um, all. Right, right. also uh, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is April first, and tomorrow is it, this is not an April Fool's joke. But tomorrow, uh, the, t- the, the wait is over. The time has come. Tomorrow on Shutter, uh, season two of Creep Show uh, will become available to stream on oh, Shutter nice. tomorrow and. Uh, While that is what I want, that is what I'm I'm here to say that, but something else I'm also here to say is that when doing some promotion for season two, uh, Greg Nicotero has announced that season three has already been filmed and is currently in post-production. He said that while they were filming season two and things were already, you know, things were working out COVID safe. realized that they had already had all of the scripts for season three in the hopper, and they said, you know what, let's just press ahead and keep going, Uh, and they have filmed season three. So, you know, it'll, I'm sure, will be uh, quite the wait until we get season three, but it is done, and maybe it won't be as long of a time in between season one and season, in between season two and season three, as it's been in between season one and season two. Uh, because, you know, season one came, I think, in October of 2019. Uh, So maybe we won't have to wait a year and a half, uh, given that it's currently in post-production. What else did I have? I had, um, you know, Stranger Things 4 is currently filming, uh, but kind of stop and go, chunks, uh, then small parts, uh, while doing some press on some... Uh, podcast, uh, Gatton, uh said that uh, he doesn't know when see, the filming for uh, season four is going to end. He said table reads were all done in February, uh, but he said the schedule's been inconsistent. Like he's been brought into film for like Man. a chunk of episodes. He's been brought into film for a chunk of episodes. Then he's been sent home, and then he'll get the call that's like be ready next week, and he'll show up next week and do some scenes. Uh, but it's kind of been stop and go. Uh, they are making progress. But as far as he is saying, and again, he is not, you know, in charge of the schedule. But according to what he knows, that he doesn't even know when filming uh, for season four is going to end. So, uh, you know, the wait continues uh, for season four of Stranger Things. Uh, you know, the the, the kids are going to be fucking grown adults by the time we see it. Uh, but we will continue to follow them in their adventures. Um you know, inside and outside uh yeah, nursing home. Across the globe uh, when season four um you know comes along. Uh so that's what's going on in the world of Stranger Things. And then I did want to ask if uh oh, I did want to say uh that um some of you I know are excited about the upcoming um Mortal Kombat film. Uh, but you're going to have to wait yes. a little bit longer as the release date has pushed back has been pushed back a week from April 16th to April 23rd uh so your wait will be a little bit longer and Woo. then uh finally finally wrapping up here I did want to ask uh did anybody get an opportunity to check out the the spiral uh from the book of saw trailer being brought to us by Chris Rock did anybody get a chance to to look at that I, think, I did yes yeah. we all got to check it out <laughs> All right, does anybody have any initial thoughts by what they saw when they watched the Saw trailer?
2: What they
0: saw when they saw saw the trailer. Well, I mean, it was more of Chris Rock and what he's going to bring to it. Um, Seeing Samuel L. Jackson is always fun, but uh, the new puppet is kind of a cool design, you know, a pig in a cop uniform, obviously playing on that kind of a scene. But I just didn't like the voice that they're using for the puppet. It's had a very hefty, womanly, you know, almost Tangina from Poltergeist vibe. Hello, police. I want to play a game, y'all. And I was like, nah, I don't like it. So, like, Just bring back the John voice. <laughs>
3: <Pransom." laughs> like, that's
2: not a, a threatening voice. I'm going to kill you. This yeah, but, yeah, but, but who, who knows? Again, it could be something where it's like, that's it him. changes every time. You know, we don't know what Chris Rock is going to do with this. You know, and At the same time, this is, you know, Chris Rock's first foray into horror, you know, so we're Mm going to have to sit there and take this with a grain of salt and see how it actually goes, you know, but, you know, this is the first Saul movie in a long time I can actually say, like, I'm actually kind of excited for, man, is because all the others, you know, after three, I was like, you know, fuck that shit. Uh, No, I'm just bored with it. I'm just excited to see a new entry into the series.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, there wasn't enough to really go uh, on anything, which is which is fine. I mean, did the, did it pique my interest? Yeah, but well, my interest is peaked without the trailer, anyway. Um, you know, I think for the the one positive here is it definitely looks like it is within. The Saw universe itself, um, the reason I say that, I mean, obviously, look, I know that it's the Book of Saw, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I say that based on the recent Wrong Turn movie um, that had that come out, because the, the, the biggest hate that's coming for that film isn't based on the quality of the movie. It's that the majority of people that were fans of the original Wrong Turn series don't like that this film uses the same name but really doesn't relate to those films in any way um uh, a spiritual successor like they really changed the concept of the wrong turn series with the new movie and i could see why they would be upset about that um especially if they enjoyed those those original films um I liked the new movie, but yeah, at the same time too, like, uh, like I've said about other film series, why not give it its own name, give it its own identity. It easily could have had its own thing. Um, I, I can see too though, why you stick with it being wrong turn and it's the original creator. So, I mean, if he wants to keep the name of this fucking series and keep the name of the series, uh, but yeah, so, so, Personally, I look. I, I wish him success with this. I hope it goes well. I hope us as horror fans enjoy it. You know, I own all the Saw films. Um, I still haven't gotten around to watching past I think four. So and four, I barely remember.
0: I just never That's made it. All like it. <laughs> they just they after just three. So. Yeah, I am looking forward to. As long as they could do something fun with it, yeah, I'm all on board. And I, like I said, I love Peter Rock and I love Sentinel Jack, So, and Daniel Bowsman's back, and he's been pretty heavy in the series, you know, since Jump Part Two. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table. But
3: uh, what about you, Dean?
0: Excited? Not excited? What do you think about uh, the trailer?
3: Um, I have mixed feelings, uh, similar to the Ghoul. I've seen even less. I've only seen the first three uh, Saw films from the original series, and. When I when I heard that Chris Rock uh, is such a fan and was so inspired to create, uh, you know, his own entry into the greater Saw universe, I, you know, I thought an interesting project. Um, Chris Rock is very creative; has been involved in a lot of different things in his in his very long and uh, varied career, but um, the majority of that is in the realm of comedy. And uh, when and there's been some images released of this film thus far, but. Now that the trailer uh, is here and getting a chance to see the trailer, um, it's just I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm certainly going to watch it. Like it it has my curiosity piqued enough to watch the film, you know, upon its arrival. But my initial thought is that it it really takes it's a hard for it's a it's a it's hard for me to see Chris Rock in something other uh, than a, a comedy role. Um, it's mm. a hard sell for me because uh he he hasn't over the course of his career uh stretched very much from comedy Samuel Jackson has done everything uh in in mm. that regard uh all kinds of films uh you know chris he, <laughs> 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 he he
2: uh, <laughs>
3: Jago, uh, oh, you motherfucker. Um, he uh, <laughs> <laughs> he stepped into the role of Detective Butters in in Lethal Weapon Four, but even that, uh, his role was more comedic than in the action side. So mm-hmm. it's gonna take it's gonna. I can't make my full decision. It's hard for me to watch him play a serious detective, uh, you know, because I'm expecting a wisecrack or something funny. Um, so uh I'm curious to see because this this all when all is said and done like comes from his mind. Uh and I'm a fan of Chris Rock. Like I I wanna see what he's got to, 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 to enter this genre. And I guess watching him from end to end in the film will 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 color that idea. But that's my idea. My initial thought is that I, I don't know how I feel about him in a in a in a role such as this. Yeah, we'll
0: see. I mean i guess that I'm intrigued and we can see what he has to uh in the soft film, That's moving on from killers like the Jigsaw killers to George uh, Blacks in 2021, directed by Elsa Keppert. This is your pick tonight, Steve. So, you want to give us a little bit of just your thoughts, and we'll kick off this uh, conversation.
3: So, as I said last week, we've seen so many horror films in every corner of of the genre. Uh, you know there 's a million genres inside of the genre, and then there 's genres inside of those genres in the genre, and we have covered them all on the show and I think if we were to go back and look at all of the episodes uh, that we covered, you would probably find that I am the one who has chosen the most films uh, that involves like inanimate object as the killer. Um, so uh, it only felt so fitting to me to to choose this film <laughs> when I saw it advertised. Recently, when I was browsing uh, the, the the Shutter offerings, and came upon the the film Slacks, and when I saw this film and saw that this was about a pair of of jeans uh, that. <laughs> this pair of jeans was going to be killing people. I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. I know exactly what my next pick is going to be. And, uh, like, there, wasn't even a moment, there wasn't even a moment's hesitation. Like, whatever I had on my list immediately went to the back of the line and, and Slacks immediately jumped to the top. Like, there, like, it, was that, it was that simple. Uh, that is how it happened. And King, I, I apologize. I know you said that this was going to be your next pick. And I apologize if, if I if I if I if I cut the line here or, or, or trampled through the doors uh, related to our uh, film, if I trampled through the doors to, to get to this pit ahead of you. I apologize. But I just I was so compelled. I couldn't I couldn't not make this my pit. So anyway, uh, we have this Canadian horror slacks film can Slacks uh, from 2020, directed by Elsa Kephart, uh, who co-wrote the film with Patricia Gomez <laughs> and uh, Slacks. Uh, is about a a new employee at a very trendy clothing store uh, who is starting on her first day and uh, is privy to the horrors that unfold when a pair of the uh, new line, a uh, pair of slacks from the new line, these revolutionary jeans uh, that are going to be released on Monday Madness, uh, you know, begins to kill the staff. Um, now it's up to uh, you know it's up to uh, our heroine uh, to, uh, to to defeat the genes, if you will, um, and determine why this is taking place. And, uh, and and there we have. I mean, what more can you say about a pair of killer pants uh, killing uh, the workers of a trendy clothing store? I mean, that's, there. You have it. Slacks. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, what did you think of it? what do hmm. i think of it oh i i mean look this this was you know this was silly and it was fun and i enjoyed watching it um you know i i i had some uh bones to pick with uh with uh, you know which usually isn't the case for me with like a like a modern current like modern day film but i had a bone to pick here and there especially in the second half uh with the pacing um but otherwise, like I thought, that it got off to like a snappy, fun start. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the the multiple layers of commentary, both uh, in the realm of uh, like a like a trendy like mall clothing store, uh, as well as like the the kind of peek at like the, how that global industry works. I thought that there was some sharp satire there, uh, which I always appreciate in film. And uh, you know, I thought this. I mean, this is it's as silly as it gets, you know. Like <laughs> fucking, fucking slacks, man. Like so, like I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed slacks. This, this is the greatest movie ever made. Fucking, of course not. But it was, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did you think of slacks? Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. It sounded kind of jumbled, man. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of, I similar feelings to it as uh, as the Dean here. You know, I mean I I found it to to its high points were solid. It was fun, funny, you know, I had a couple of uh, smart points to make here and there. Uh I liked some of the, the, the non digital gore effects. Uh, and even the digital effects. They kinda all fit, you know, what they had. It did have some pacing issues at times and uh and Yeah, I mean, aside from that, though, I, I found it to be an enjoyable, quick film, you know, so I was just, it was funny, I was mentioning it to the ghoul girl who watched this with me, you know, if you take last week's episode and this week's episode, it's the length of like one of our normal movies, you know, where it's, it's
3: <laughs> only about two, two,
1: two hours worth of content total, you know, so kind of can't go wrong with all that. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, again, I, th- I thought overall it was fun with what it was intending to do. Damn.
2: How about you, monkey? What you uh, think? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, as soon as I started <laughs> this movie, it popped up. You know, Project Canada, Canada movies, all that kind of stuff. I was like, and I was, and immediately I was like, Dean, you motherfucker, you didn't pick a French movie, but you picked a movie, and fucking you, fucking uh, asshole! I the you same know, that's thing, immediately. I, was, I the
3: same oh, same give it a rest! <laughs> give it a rest! I was like, he went French, but arrest
1: Canada this time.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah because so, there was so, so much so, French speaking in this film. Look, give it a rest or I will assure you every pick for the rest of 2021 will be French, <laughs> all right? So watch what you say there, monkey. Yeah, that's all right. I know you're just trying to get extra punches on your baguette card
2: because I will send you another shipment. <laughs> but, all right, but this movie, all right, it's a horror comedy, a Canadian horror comedy <laughs> about a kill pair of pants this movie should not have been as good as it was this this movie has no right to be as good as it was this this movie it's like it its writing was really fucking spot on it was really fucking sharp the dialogue that was going on in this movie like it, the banter between the characters was fucking great um the the special effects were just cheesy enough but then they were really good with just all of the small stuff in this movie. It's like, you know, all of the like, when they made this movie, they were really smart about making the set for the store and then constantly having, you know, all, all of the things going on about, you know, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, about theft and this and that. And, you know, every, every box in the fucking warehouse being marked CCC, uh, whoever was behind the details of this movie was really fucking spot on. You know, and with the art department of constantly making posters that were filled throughout the entire movie, it's like, it was just all these tiny, tiny little details that nailed the movie for me and just solidified everything because, because when you watch a lot of indie horror, they forget the small stuff. And, like... On top of the the global message that Dean was saying and the corporate message that Dean was saying, it's just the fact that the art department was smart and filled everything they could with what they could, and it made the movie more solid for me. And this movie just should seriously, it just shouldn't have been this funny, <laughs> but it was. It was a really really good watch. I really really enjoyed it from beginning to end. <laughs> Dean, really, th- thanks for picking this movie, man.
0: What'd you think? King of Hearts. Well, yeah. So I picked this. I wanted to pick this movie because I had been promoting it on the Talking Parrot page for a couple months now, ever since I heard that it was announced, because I thought that the premise was funny, kind of like trauma-esque, pair of killer jeans in a department store. Um, so I, I put the trailer up. I put the poster art up. I was really promoting it. So I wanted to make it my pick when it hit shutter just because I thought, you know what, I don't really do silly movies. You know, I try to stick with cult classics. I try to stick with like horror education movies. So I thought, you know what? I'll toss it in and I'll just do something fun with slack. Dean obviously picked it first. I'm kind of glad that he did because I didn't like the movie. Because I just felt like oh, oh, oh. it had a good.
3: It had he was just something being salty fun because going. he didn't get the tickets.
0: No, not exactly. Because i <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I enjoyed this movie up until it got into the third act. I was with it. I, I love the vapid characters and how self-absorbed they are. Peyton Jules as like the social influencer. I love that aspect of it. The killer jeans doing what they did. I loved it. And this movie decides to get woke with its message. And that's where it lost me because then it got very heavy-handed with the, listen, we're going into child labor. She's only 13 and it's possessed a possessed pair of pants because it's a young girl who's 13 and she died in a thresher in India. And we want justice for, you know, get on. You know, when we, we have the video and we know now that Craig the manager knows about all uh, No, fair trade, fuck fair trade. I was like, it's, it, like, it was a fun movie that could have just been a fun movie. And then it decided to tack on this message. And I was like, this isn't the movie to do that in. This would just be about a pair of killer jeans having a good time killing people until you have to take out a gun and shoot it in the crotch. And then they explode. And then we got the credit. You know, that's flat. That's you know, that, the, the the message in this movie, it just became very heavy-handed for me towards the end, where it just kind of lost me. I was like, all right, it's, it's okay, we can end it now, because you've reached why these genes <laughs> are the way that they are, and I don't need it. Like, trauma would never explain why these genes are possessed. They're just fucking possessing killing people. And this, that's the reason why. I, if they didn't have that in there, this movie would have been great.
3: But you know that was there was a piece of that though that was like the purpose of the movie some of that some of that corporate stuff was like right on the nose some of that corporate culture was right on the nose and yeah I hear what you're saying I don't even think that they went too heavy-handed on uh, the on the child labor part but I think that it was the, the the corporate culture as well as the like the bullshit like of that you know they're pitching their product as being something that it isn't. Um, and right. then yes, there is the child labor piece and the horrible accident that took place, and that shit happens in the world, and P- and companies, big companies, just forge ahead and don't give a shit and whatever. But like, I liked that there was that element of that, especially since we live in a time where everything is so gigantically corporate and corporate speak and lingo and bullshit. So um, I appreciated those little touches. Yeah, and I'm and all all, I, all, I do. Oh, oh sorry, can go. Ahead. I was going to say that. Uh, In, you know, where I was talking about pacing, I do think that once uh, they started to communicate uh, with the pants, that that's where everything kind of tremendously slowed down. That whole sequence of them talking to the pants and finding out the story. Like, I felt like that shit took forever. That felt like such a slog to me. It it, it took a long
0: time. Everything was set up pretty well. Like, I love the fact that they had a lockdown of the store. So from, like, midnight to 8 a.m., you can't get out. It's locked down. There's no phones. There's nothing like this. Um, I enjoyed that aspect of it because it gives you a reason why you're stuck in this one location, in this bottle movie where you're stuck in one location. Um, I, I, I love uh, the uh, character of Craig the Magnus being so obsessed mm. with corporate greed to become mm. regional that he's to put these bodies <laughs> away and be like,
3: I'll give you a free <laughs> month to
0: close I that, It's fun. I was having so much fun. But like I said, again, reaching towards the end where they're like, well, we have this message to tell you about fair mm-hmm. trade and how it's Greed that leads to these deaths. Mm. Isn't is the movie to do with it? Yeah, but Maybe I think that's okay. the
1: thing, exactly. though. Did, but here's yes. the, idea. the idea behind it is, is that thing in this is satire. So that satire, you know, was set from the very beginning as starting from the smallest employee to the largest corporate, you know, setup within this thing. So I, I feel like it was a steady build to get to this point. I see where, where the, what the Dean means as far as them kind of getting long-winded with some of it to, to stretch it, but again, the movie's very short, but I do get what you mean when you say like that area felt long. I don't feel like this stuff was out of place, though. You know, like, uh, For me, the one thing that like, just didn't resonate with me with it, and this is probably more just my own personal issue, but like, I feel like this kind of falls into the same category as like movies like Office Space, Movies like uh, Mm. Waiting, where if you, you know, if your only experience within retail is going to stores and buying shit, you're not going to get every single, like, little nuance and joke. I think it's something that's enhanced if you've ever actually, you know, worked within retail, like, as far as, like, working in the mall or something like that. I never have. Um, so I'm sure there are a ton of like little in jokes that go on through this movie that fucking went way over my head. Um, but like I said, the same could be said for like office space. The same could be said for the movie waiting. Hell, uh, you know, Like that, I don't know. I thought clerks did it well enough to where like, you know, but I, I think it's because obviously it's such a menial job as far as how it's portrayed in that movie that you kind of, there's nothing deeper in there. You know, all it is is to do fucking bullshit. all movie long.
0: Yeah. hmm. Yeah, I I appreciated that as well. Like, that's work in the mall. I did work in Sears and JCPenney, so I got some of it. Um, Like I said, the the best parts are when the genes become alive and they start to kill people. You know, when they gain the the red stripe on the back of the double S for, you know, the superstructures, the shapers. Um, I I was having a ball, like, especially when Lord dies, when it cuts off the chains and then just starts going down on them. Then they find them in a cardboard box. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mannequin in that. (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Was that a mannequin? Oh no, it's just from corporate. Like the the lengths that he went through to try to cover everything up so he could become the regional manager of the Triple C. Like I I was digging that stuff. Like it was it was cracking me up. Yeah, you know, and plus like the, the like especially when Gemma died and they take her body and just tear her completely apart and then they just stuff her underneath the table so her legs are all bent out of shape and her intestines are hanging
2: out. <laughs> oh, there's a dead body. Mm. Stuff her in a car on the aisle. Nobody needs to know about well, that. Well yes. That, that's what made this movie fun. Is that it had the gore in there, it had all the blood in there. But that's, again, you just can't deny the message the social messages that were being said in the movie as well. And it's just you know, for them to step up and say it during the movie, it's like I don't think you should be disregarded. It's like, you know, because like they were willing to sit there and come up and say these things are happening in the real world and it just shouldn't be disregarded because you didn't think it didn't work with the plot. You know? And I thought they did a great job of working it into the storyline you know, while still making it entertaining and then giving a purpose behind the haunted slacks. You know? And as we mm-hmm. find out, we find out there's not only one. You know, it's like they found a witty way to sit there and possess a pair of pants and then still worldly issue that should be addressed.
1: And they found a way to put yes. in a Bollywood scene. You know, that's one of my favorite genres. <laughs> yes.
2: yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Because cause I was going to tap that into you, Gould, because you and I are the only ones who watch fucking Bollywood movies. You know, and when you sit there and talk about the holiday and, you know, I'm supposed to listen to music, you all, that's in fucking November. It's like, oh, you fucking white guy. You know, <laughs> It's just, again, you know, yeah. T- tapping into the Bollywood shit, oh. he's dancing pants going around. Fucking dug it, <laughs> dude.
1: The That's scene when when uh, when Libby goes up to her and is talking to her about the Bollywood music, and she's like, and she's listening to like some kind of hard rock or whatever, and she goes on <laughs> about the whole like what you know, just because I'm Indian, you think I'm supposed to listen to Bollywood music? Yep. Like man, I was <laughs> fucking dying because like yes, absolutely, when She was actually listening to it like Shirley you know like, I knew I knew it was going to come up later that she was going to be listening to it you know like it was one of those mm-hmm. where it was just so obvious that that was what was going to happen but I still loved every minute of it happening
3: oh that was so yeah. great yeah. such a great moment yeah and Shirley then she goes and you know
2: and then she counters Libby going you know hey where are you from greenville ever heard of a band called green day no, no, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, there's your well, there's okay. your moment
1: to feel fucking old, you know? Like, yeah, that's when you feel old
2: as fuck. Yeah, I felt old as fuck, but on the flip side, I was like, okay, maybe kids aren't listening to Green Day anymore. That's actually kind of pretty fucking good, because I never fucking liked Green Day anyway. So I was like, oh, yeah, God. 16-year-old yeah, is a huge man. Green Day
1: fan. We went to a concert together oh, before, and it was a yeah. lot of fucking
0: fun. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't
2: mind Green Day.
0: You know, I mean, they're, they're pretty damn good, and I used to that a lot. Back in the day when I first started driving and stuff like that, but um, you know what I really—the character I really liked the from surety because she was such a, just a sarcastic asshole—was Peyton Jules only because they nailed what social influences on YouTube are with that character. <laughs> <feel like> they're hair-headed <laughs> idiots that go, "Look at me! I got these special pair of jeans, y'all!" And you know, it's like, what? How do you have like <laughs> a million subscribers you now? And all you're doing is just making duck faces out a camera. And whipping up pairs of jeans that you got for free from a company because you got a million subscribers. I love that. Uh, that's the fact that they nailed it so well. Uh, well the, the, such an
1: the secret to the majority of that is that they're typically hot, you know, or at least somewhat attractive <laughs> yeah. to the, the demographic that we, they're, you know, at. Um, you know, if not hot, which is why we are not so a video hot.
2: podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Speak for <laughs> yourself, <laughs> man. I just don't do it because I'm naked
1: all
2: the time. All right, Messi, the Mm -hmm. universe revolves around me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And my
1: testicles. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I I flex in the mirror when I fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But to, to see her get her puppets and be strangled to death by, the, you know, the pair of jeans and, and the next snap, and then the photographer, camera woman's being taken down. Like, it was just, it was fun. Like, it, <clears throat> that's what I needed more in this movie. I needed more of the fun elements. And when they kind of, wind, like, winded down to when it's just Libby and Shruti, it's like I said, that's that's the pacing issues that I had, where it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? Everybody's dead. You know, Hunter and Gemma and all these characters are dead. It's like, where do you go? Well, well we have to have a, a reason now for the jeans, and as we find out, it's, I love the fact that it managed to get on a mannequin, and you just see the mannequin bobbing up and down the hallway. <laughs> okay. <You know, laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's down the hallway, and they put the Hamara <laughs> India on the feet. Them so hard, and, and it's got a bindi on its head. Like, what the hell? like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: but then the coworker has to actually turn around and be like, "Okay, yeah, you caught me. I listen to <laughs> I, I do listen to Bollywood music. Fuck you." <laughs>
1: yeah, that's cuz she got caught on. That's just fun, man. Looking, uh, video I know you had
3: your going to say, um, like I, I know I know Ghoul, you had your your Bollywood phase uh in the pre in the pre-COVIDs when you had your your movie pass. And we're, like, seeing Bollywood films and shit, and we're like, oh, I love Bollywood so much. But do you remember uh, long eons ago, we used to go to that – Nicole and I knew that that really good Indian restaurant up in South Plainfield, and we would, like, go up there and, like, get like bring bottles of wine and get all stupid and, like, eat mountains of Indian food, and they would play those Bollywood movies on the fucking TVs, and we would be just, like, dying Uh, laughing. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in Edison, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, like, South Plainfield, Edison –
1: Yeah, no, I remember it well, man. It was was a good place, man. It was, uh, yes, I love Indian food. So, I, uh, yeah, listen again, I do. I love Bollywood. Oh yeah, me too, man. Uh, Mm. Unfortunately, they. they're not – it must have been something going on for a, a split second because they seemed like they were all over like Netflix and everything, and now all of a sudden they're all like gone. Um, Like they still have a few on uh, the, there, but they're just not coming out as, as much as they the were. The algorithm TV, cycled I away. I guess it did, but uh, yeah, without having the movie pass and, and all that stuff, it's like you know, I can't go see new stuff, and I just – I, as much as I love it, I already pay for so many streaming services that I am not going to invest in another one. That you know, I yeah, I think it is, the I,
3: streaming service.
1: No, yeah, know, the I Bollywood. I barely use the, the, some of the ones that I'm paying for now. You know, I, like I, I still am paying for mm. Paramount Plus, and I haven't mm. used that for anything. Uh, they haven't had Clarice yeah. uh, hasn't been on because mm. of the tournament. Um, so, so that's, that's cut at the moment and I'm already hoping that it's not canceled. I don't know. I don't know how the reception has been for that one. Um, yeah, I've got Peacock now. It's pretty
2: much just for the WWE. So if you do have a, if you do have a Roku, they do have some free Bollywood channels on there. Just so you know that you can download. Mm -hmm. I have
1: Roku on my television. So, okay. So maybe I have Bollywood channels. Built into the TV itself but look, look, look that I've
0: just never looked into. box weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got a couple downloaded on my TV, man. It's like you, you can just go in there and search and uh, download the apps there, and they're they're all free. You know, so there's a couple out there, man. So you can get your Bollywood fix just like I do. All right, so as we move on to Bindi, hi, 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 Bindi, hi, 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 look at you, girl, look at you, girl. All right, and now moving on <laughs> back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, we the, oh, now, the,
1: the pair of jeans that are
2: walking around are a
0: uh, 13-year-old girl who died in a thresher. We also find out that there's 175 other pairs of these super shapers that are also gaining sentience and snacking on piles of bodies in the storeroom which I just, I love that visual of all the bodies away. stacked up. <laughs> you know, so we have the camera, we have the footage, we have Craig admitting to this bullshit, so we're going to find a way out of here so we can just tell the truth and get justice for a kid off. It's going to be easy enough. Me <laughs> only have psychopath Craig who's gone full psycho. He's like, no, nope, no, nope, I, I need that. <laughs> <So I'm> going. <laughs> So Dude, he, he comes he running in
1: with that fire extinguisher and you know for <laughs> a second, I, I just thought it was one of those where he was just doing what he thought he should do, you know, when he's like, Uh, killer pants, you know, like what do you what what do you think you're doing? And then it was like, Oh no, he's still just being a corporate asshole. He's just trying to fucking, you know, advance himself through the company. Well
0: yeah, he he, that re- you that know, he, regional he, manager game. And, you know, with Harold showing up, with hearing with him that
2: be loved and everything. It was great, mantra. man. Again, the, 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 this movie, dude, like, was so well written. It's like all the scripts were so well written, like just a fun comedy, you know, like the ghoul was saying, situation-type comedy uh, of this stuff. And... Yeah, I, I was just shocked at how well-written all of it was. And, again, I didn't mind any of that.
0: I I liked it. I liked seeing that corporate world where it's so fake, you know, how they all have their own ecosystem. Like, you're in the green T-shirt
3: <laughs> section, the green ecosystem, <laughs> and you're in the T-shirt section. That's, That's real, ecosystem. man. That's real. That that, <laughs> that is real shit at those kinds of stores.
0: It is. Just seeing it come to life like that and how she had to buy her oh, own funny. clothes, and she's like, well, i Night, I get the discount. Well, technically, you don't like start till midnight, so full price.
3: Like yeah, so that's <laughs> going to be $175. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz are so wet. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> you know, Lord is great. I just you
3: know,
0: I think it's
2: been <laughs> Right, but all it's just I just want to say like, okay, just super quick is because we all had a dream job of We all wanted to work at a video rental store, I'm pretty sure, when we were teenagers. And we yeah. all got fucking turned down, even though we all knew more about the fucking videos than the people that were actually working yeah. at the video stores. So it's like that moment where she was like, you know, I've always wanted to work here. Stores? You know, I was so excited, you know, and, you know, I, I felt that moment because I applied at so many fucking video stores as a fucking teenager as soon as I turned 16. And I got turned down at all of them. Yeah.
0: So Well, I was telling them the wrong movies that I liked. That was always the question that it came down to. What are some of your favorite movies? And I just kept giving them the wrong titles. I wasn't <laughs> giving them popular ones. I wasn't giving them comedies. I was giving them really obscure horror movies that they never, <laughs> never heard of or heard of. I was like, Yeah, you know, what are your favorite horror movies, Andy? What gets you excited on a Friday night? I don't know. Watching a little bit of Reanimator maybe. Let's sit under your grave sometimes when <laughs> the movie. Maybe a little bit of, you know, Last House on the Left, Evil Dead. I don't know. Those are fun, right? Like, well, we were looking for Tuffy Boy, you know, and uh, Night of the
2: Roxbury. We weren't. We're not going to hire somebody.
1: that
2: kind of <laughs> Oh, wow. We, we were really hoping you were a Weekend at week Bernie's kind of guy. Ah, sorry. We're not going to be able to hire
0: you. <laughs> Pretty sure that you probably have a criminal record somewhere. I don't, though. but According to your movie titles, you probably do. No, never got a chance. <laughs> worked at a lot of retail stores like Sears and JCPenney, Macy's. I, I worked at all the the major chains and the all sucked. especially Macy's because they did make you buy your clothes. Like you had to buy pairs of slacks and you know like khakis and and button downs and stuff like that. That was when I wasn't as fat as I now. Never worked there now. They don't have my size there now. Back then, mm-hmm. at least I could school. <laughs> you know who the most
1: horrific people are in the fucking mall stores like that, man? The fucking ones that work in the damn perfume section. Those people <laughs> are like fucking...
3: Always trying like, to spray that oh. shit when when you're walking by? Kids <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a drive they'll by. trying to talk
1: <laughs> you into buying it and shit, and it's like, motherfucker. Then they'll be like, yo, well, we already sprayed it on you, so you kind of have to buy it. Like, nah, man, nah.
0: It can happen. No, <laughs> no, It's not.
3: It's, it's-
0: the, that's the kiosk in the mall, you know, where they try to get you to buy their lotions and shit like that, and they're fucking hunting you down. I'm like, I have headphones on, and my head's down. am like, sir, sir, sir. Like, no, get away from me. I'm not even looking at you. I didn't even make eye contact.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand the fucking kiosk in the mall. They're like the, you're exactly right. They're
1: like the fucking characters in New York City, you know? That's that's the trick. Just don't make eye contact. <laughs> and you're all right.
0: Take a picture with Elmo. Take a picture with Elmo. That will be $30, please. I didn't even look at you. I was trying to cross the street. You chased me down. If anything, you owe me thirty dollars. That's how this works. That's how the kids, <laughs> I, you know. Whenever we've been in the city,
1: I'm like, look, don't even look at them. You know, I think at one point we had told, I think at one point we told Samantha that you know, supposedly one of them might be a serial killer, so you can't look at them. Right <laughs> look to hurt her <laughs> you. <laughs> you want <know, some laughs> <of> fucking Mini- <laughs> it's Minnie Mouse and Spider Man and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a knife in those. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna <to> cut you.
0: <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Spiderman gets an Abby. You don't know. But um, so with the camera as being evidence for Justice for Kidot, uh he tra- uh, Craig tries to get it from Shrewdie, and she says, "Okay, but well, you we can take it." So after he gets the camera, he immediately stabs Shrewd out. the I was like, the one character I want to see live dies unceremoniously. Yeah, that was like, a bummer. I hated it. I was like, why did you have to die and leave? But luckily, she doesn't have the SD card because Libby has it. So he's fucked. He just has the camera. She doesn't have the SD card. But luckily, he wasn't going to be staying around very long because now we have the army of fucking denim like, marching down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to start, like, finger-snapping, like, fucking, you know, West Side Story. <laughs> finger-snapping coming from... Why are they all surrounding... They don't characters? have fingers! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where is that finger-snapping coming from? How are they doing that? I don't know. They're killer genes. They're capable of anything, including old West Side Story gang <laughs>
2: It's from, Leip- and- it's, 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 it's from the Rob it It's from the Rob Liefeld button fly jeans.
1: <laughs>
2: oh wow! Man. Drop- there's
1: yeah. Fucking, there's a blast from the past commercial if I've ever fucking heard one. Man, damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With Spike Lee. <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's a long way, away, but yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, it. he gets, the Which I love. The the after effect of seeing Craig laying on the ground where it's just fucking bones and flesh. Like, he definitely got what was to him and had one of the special deals. When they all we hiding from the jeans, like they're, they're gonna stimulate too if I
3: don't.
0: Right, <laughs> they're gearing up like fucking stormtroopers, waiting for these customers to come in. control. Hey, <laughs> they all, all standing in line. Oh,
2: the king made a Star Wars reference. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm.
0: I'm, I'm they're the, the the white guys in the helmet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> shot it. Yeah, but like you, but like you said, you know, the, the, it's, we're gearing towards the end of the movie, and you know, our final girl now is walking through, and like you said, they're staged, they're ready, you know, and not only that, they put the store back in order. what' What's oh, oh, yeah. going on that they put the store back in order? Got rid of all the bodies. You um, know, <laughs> reestablish all the ecosystems in the store. They're really fucking smart. They didn't just fucking leave everything around. They didn't. They didn't leave your, you know, pop star just sitting there in the middle of the fucking floor with their nap with her neck snapped. No, they got rid of the bodies, cleaned it up, and the store is ready to open on time, just like it's supposed to be.
3: 2 a.m. These customers are lined up waiting to get their Monday favorite. Madness. Monday <laughs> Madness.
0: <laughs> I, cracked, I cracked up about it because I was like, who gets excited about Monday sales? Like, who looks it up and it's like, Monday? I can't wait to go down to the store and get some savings. That's a, that's a Saturday. It's a, uh, psycho Saturday savings type of day. <laughs> Monday, Monday. That, that, that's 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 right right you know, <laughs> it have to do by that set that, uh, that, that uh i gotta wait for september for that, that long that but but uh with the with the jeans all ready to go libby makes one final plea of like listen i have the sd card i have the camera you know i could get justice for you this isn't a way to do it bloodshed isn't the way to do it but with that failing she decides that she's gonna to try to get to that door before all the genes can do it and and try to block it like a Black Friday sale gone wrong. And try to get the <laughs> <feeling going. laughs> getting hurt. But she ends up getting trampled herself and, and uh knocks her head on the ground I guess and starts to bleed out. That's the way I took it as, like you just knocks her head really hard against
3: the ground and you see that yeah film? well so, uh, interesting that they put that sequence in and what happens to her at, at the end there because, like, with hysteria of, over store openings, like, unfortunately, that shit's happened in real life, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's what I like. Yeah, cause that actually that that, especially on Black Friday, when you see those videos online, you know, of, of people just, like, stomping into these stores like zombies just to, to get a $50 TV. It's amazing the, the length that they'll go through <clears> for <throat> these sales, and that's what they want to do for these jeans. But the jeans get there first. And the slaughter begins and sees the bloodshed of the blood being flecked all over the walls. <laughs> the genes having their day while she slowly dies. going mm-hmm. be on the floor. Which I actually liked because it's, you think that she's going to make it throughout this entire movie. She might not get the justice for Kidot, but she will make it out of this store one way or another. But no, she dies in that store. She wins mm-hmm. the triple C and she
2: triple C. Rest in peace, Libby. Yeah. Yeah, and I really enjoyed this, too, because I like the idea of, like like we've always said, King, you, know, you and I, anyway, I love the idea of no one walking away from a horror movie. It's like, you yeah. know, th- yeah, it's the, for all the comedy that they put in there, for all the social of commentary that they also put in here, I love the idea that the, there was no final girl.
3: <laughs> I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and if, if, um, uh, Okay you know when when she got knocked down and her head split open and she's there dying, and like kind of seeing the chaos going on around her, you see that she's holding the you know the camera like the SD cards or whatever in her hand, yeah. so like someone some way will see what happened there. Uh, one of the things when you're now you're mentioning about everybody about nobody getting to walk away uh, I, I one of the things that I did wish for. Uh, was that there was more uh, post carnage, uh, or while carnage was still going on, uh, with Harold, the owner of the company? I felt like uh, there should have been like either him getting killed, uh, like in the back half, but I felt like for him to come in and do all that stuff and then leave, uh, like I felt like there should have been something with him as well. Yeah, but you're also, yeah. like reaching a bit
2: too far because again, we're talking about this is again. Showing about how this kind of stuff goes on But it doesn't reach anyone on a Corporate level
3: oh, Good point, good point, good point I uh, think of and of consequences, that
1: consequences, man, look at the, uh, the the Former fucking President, you know, look at all the fucking Underlings that all took fucking Shits and served jail time, got in trouble Did this, did that, and yet That motherfucker skated right on fucking out
3: And
1: is off doing whatever the hell He's doing now
3: you see it mm-hmm. on a the level, a toddler, but We're not trying to go down that road right now. I'm I mean, yeah, the, to, on this year. on not year program.
1: That's my point. I'm not, yeah. to yeah, that's like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get political with
0: it. Just saying. Yeah. He's not showing up at that store. because you know, He just wanted to rally the troops, but he got the Victor McFadden ending on Friday 5. Victor never got killed. <laughs> he was the one that
1: fucking...
0: <laughs> He's
1: the one that did everything. That's true. He, he put it
0: all into fucking motion. He started everything, and he's the one that didn't get killed. Everybody else. So Harold is the Victor McFadden of, that, of you know, Black. That's what I think it as. Um, but yeah, that's the movie. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed it, but it just that that you know kind of message in there, I could have done a little bit without it. You know, just make it about a possessed pair of pants and corporate evil. I probably would have been happy about it.
2: My take. Uh, yeah, dude, you know that's your opinion on it. But at the same time, I enjoyed both the social, you know, both the social commentaries that they put in there. I thought they were, you know, well deserved, well written, and I I thought they fit into the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it, it was fun overall. It wasn't like I said, it, it, it's better than Killer Combo, I will say that. I actually, had more fun with <laughs> yeah, that movie. It's i thought not, I, say, I,
3: yeah,
0: it. not saying much, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, it's pon- um, the, the
2: panties yeah, cool. are in the pool. <laughs> oh, ponies,
0: Ow, yeah, that's the panties there.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that the whole episode derailed because of the pool. <laughs> we didn't even cover it. We just
2: passed <laughs> that the time. But, um, oh, yeah. But, so, so, yeah, as we, I oh, like panties pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoyed it. it but next week, <laughs> King, it's your pick, isn't it?
0: It is my pick. Um, you know, obviously I can't pick Slacks. We just covered it. So uh, I'm going to do one that I originally planned on doing a couple of weeks ago when it was my pick. And because the ghoul is into controversy right now with his movies like Salo and Covered Blood Beast a couple of weeks ago when he picked up Gummo, so I want to go with what was considered at one time the most controversial movie of its time, 1971's The Devil, directed by Ken Russell and starring Alva Reed and Vanessa Redgrave, which you can find on Shudder. It's not the uncut version, but the uncut version is available if you guys want to watch it. But really, well, one, more time, one more
3: time, please. The Devil. The Devil. The Devil. The Devil,
0: devil you know, the one that made us <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, The Devil from 1971, Alva Reed, Vanessa Redgrave. It's non exploitation at its finest and was once considered the most controversial movie ever made, including Italy banning Alva Reed and Vanessa Redgrave from coming to the country because of the movie. Wow. So we are going to talk about it next week. So that will be my pick. So thank you so much, Dean, for the pick tonight. Black, and we'll see you back here next week.
3: My, my pleasure. It was so delightful to talk about uh, the traveling, killing pants. <laughs>
0: All right.
2: And Mad Monkey, want <laughs> you to go ahead and do your sign-off? All right. I'm the Mad Monkey saying thank you for listening to Tonight's episode of Talking Terror And let me come in your ear
3: Good night everybody
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright go ahead and put a plug As we close out the episode
1: uh, You know what man Unfortunately I do not have a plug Due to uh, due the health issues uh, As of right now the, uh, the, the store has to be closed For a little while um, So that will hopefully once again Get a uh, restarted and moving again. But first things first, got to get a healthy ghoul girl before we can get some bonfire beat designs rolling. Uh, so, so I guess the only thing I can really sign off with tonight is just to tell everybody to stay scared.
0: That's right. And we do wish a
1: uh, girl very yeah.
2: healthy
0: and getting back to the business of selling the fine arts and jewelry that she sells so well. Uh, so as for me, I'm your old pal, The King Har Horror, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week for my film pick of the week, The Devils, directed by Ken Russell. Let's get a little bit weird, guys. None exploitation. We're heading there. Hail Satan. Hail yourself. Hail order.